Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocTalk. ZocTalk is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocTalk is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. All right, take it away, Christine. <laughs> um, hi, Mom. I don't remember what we said. This is called, and that's why I drink. That's why we drink. That's why we drink. Shit! <laughs> so you guys like our impro- our, uh, our attempt, our acting? I don't hear myself. I don't hear myself either. Uh, this uh, actually does sound like our first episode. I don't hear anything. <laughs> it's been a hundred episodes. We still don't know what we're doing. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Happy 100. We did it, baby. You still have something on your nose. Shit. <laughs> From episode one all the way till now. That's just my nose, Em. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> happy 100. Holy crap a We did it. Also, happy, if I'm getting this right, uh-huh. happy 36 to Eva. <gasps> happy 36. I think. It's I think that's correct. The golden anniversary, you know. Oh, yeah. 36. That's the one. Um, wow. We did it, huh? Yeah. Who would have thought? Um, we have some confetti oh, wine God. bottles. And walks in with fucking like 11 bags and confetti wine, champagne poppers and... And Eva showed up with pop, like, uh, fun confetti poppers. Yeah, and... it was like the confetti cannon, and this is the confetti bottles. Oh, my God. So you've got options. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, do you want presents oh. now? Hell yeah, always. Okay. Should well, I pop this? How do we do this? Yeah. Oh, and we should either boomerang it or... Yeah, here, you do one and I'll do one. Okay, but how do we do it? Because okay, I'm about to you turn it, it See, you have the arrows? Uh-huh. I think you turn it like this. Oh, shit, Like, right. away from our, each oh, other? Okay. Okay, oh. where's the... Okay. Go. Okay. Wait. Okay, ready, go. How does it... It's not working. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Eva. Okay. 
Maybe we have to unwrap it like a, like a bottle of wine. No, wait. Here. Remove the outside plastic cover. Firmly hold party yep. popper upright. Upright. Okay. Rotate in arrow direction. Do not point at people or animals. Okay. Please clean up after you... Fuck you. I'm not gonna do shit. So take... No, 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 no. Wrong direction, dude. What? Up? The plastic off and then hold the bottle upright. Oh, I thought it went no, up from no, the bottom. No, no, you're gonna shoot it into my... Into my crotch. Eyeball. Into your crotch. <laughs> you okay, like good to know, good to know. Oh, 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 I see. Okay. One, two, three. That was fun. Oh, I kind of missed it. it that, that's okay. Eva, you're fired. That's why we got the cannon. Just also, kidding. Look this at is... your hands, though. Covered in glitter. Oh, my God. Glitter everywhere. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm, and also, it rained so delicately. It didn't just come down. It Like, uh, I got a second to really, really enjoy it. Oh, my God. Here come the dogs. Oh. They didn't like that. Wow. Look, look. And you get aftermath if you sprinkle your hands on the table. No wonder they told me to clean it up afterward. Oh, wow. All right, take two. All right, so what do we do with this? This is going to be the messiest fucking room. I need Handy to come <laughs> clean this for me. Here we go. Wait, so what do we do now? Uh, don't point at people. Which way do we to not? To use, just rotate the bottom following the direction. Okay, this is the bottom. Okay. Okay. Happy New Year. Okay, Are you ready, Eva? Ready. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, my God. That one sounded for sure like a, like oh a, like a bomb. Did it work? I didn't get the boomerang, but I got a picture. Yay! We don't, we don't care. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's... Oh my god, look at this picture, though. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh my gosh! Way to go. Ah! Oh, look at my face. <laughs> my face looks like I'm confused. I think we both look repair. very alarmed. Oh my god. Wow, now we're literally, you guys... We're covered in confetti. We're fucking <laughs> surrounded by confetti, and it's in my wine. Ah. Yeah, we didn't think this through. Oh, but look, some of mine fell into your glass. Your oh, champagne good. flute. Fantastic. Um, okay, who would like some presents? Because this is the 100th me, that I'm me, extra me. shit. Okay. Me, me, me. Um, Let me open the wine. Okay. Oh, bing! And then that was precious compared to the boom we just dropped did. Dropped the cork everywhere. So, I have, hang on. Oh, also, um, because... Eva, would you like some wine? Jesus, this place is a wreck. You will? Yes, thank God. Eva just finished Whole30. She hasn't been able to have wine Woo! With us. It's a big Yay! day for everyone! Um, okay, so... Very exciting. You're also not going to hear about it on the show because it already happened in real time, but I also made Christine a cake in the shape of a 100. <laughs> a funfetti. Funfetti with blue frosting and then um, confetti sprinkles. Oh my God, it was beautiful. And it looked like a 100. It and looked... literally made it. Yep. That was incredible. It was a good time. Yeah, we all got to share that. That and... was delicious, too. It was, and it was small. We all got to have a little. Yeah. It was an hors d'oeuvre, if you will. <laughs> it was a little, a little crudite. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> One, two, three, four. So there's four-ish presents because some are yours and some are Eva's. Oh my god! So obviously Eva's involved. Obviously. So there's. Um, let me think. There's three things that you get. There's two things that you and Eva get. Okay. I just burped. Excuse me. Fantastic. <laughs> Nothing has changed. We can't get this shit together. Not much has changed. Um, okay, let me think what order I want to do this in. Okay. Okay. I've already figured it out. Oh, that was a long thought process. Oh, Geo's excited too. Close the door on him. Okay, so this is the Holy beginning. Holy crap, this room is a fucking mess. I don't even want to look over no, the table. it's bad, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked. Guess who cleans up? Me! <laughs> oh, hell no. This is going to be a nightmare. Okay. 
All right, this is your first gift. This is, I call this Humble Beginnings. Oh my god, what is it? I'm, I'm already so excited. Christine S. <laughs> yeah, back when you were Christine S in my phone. And not Gio's representative. <laughs> what would you think about doing a podcast together? And then it doesn't show, but there were seven hours where I didn't fucking respond. Right, that's why I, <laughs> that's why I did, that's why I cropped it. Love it, love it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, it's a framed picture, there's three of them. Amazing. The middle one is our original, the OG logo that M made on their computer. On like, Microsoft Word. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, you've seen it, right? That's the OG logo. And then, um, oh my god, then our first Venmo. The Venmo request to buy the audio equipment. Pray that this is money well spent or else I'm breaking the audio equipment. Hashtag eerie in theory. That was our OG name also. <laughs> Hashtag podcast dreams. Hashtag thanks, Jim. We were listening to a lot of uh, Jim Harold's campfire at the time. <laughs> um, oh my god, this is amazing. Wait, I want to hang that right next to the Aww. bulletin board so every time we play buckets we can... Uh, aim at our old logo <laughs> we can aim at the text of the beginning of this we spent a lot of money on this freaking audio equipment we did like every dollar we had left truly when i i tell christine this often um i don't know why but i bring it up a lot but when we bought the audio equipment i was in a very broke stage yeah. of my life same and we're not going to judge me for it um but when i paid her my half of the audio equipment i then had 18 dollars to my name for the next week and a half <laughs> so um. And we made it work, is I what had happened. 40. See? We were humble real, beginnings. Real, real. Humble beginnings. Interesting. So, and I was like, oh, I have plenty of money in my account for this week. And then we were like, let's spend $500 on audio equipment. Right. And, and then that I was promptly like, did that not. was a number that I had never spent any money on. It was before a lot either. of money. I remember making you Venmo me like in the room because I was like, I don't have this much. So you you better Venmo me the other half. I don't trust that you're going to get this back to me if I let you leave. And then we couldn't order food because we didn't have the money. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. Okay. As we're surrounded by confetti. I know. And wine and Mm -hmm. just several bottles of wine on this table. I mean, that's not new. The third one. Oh my God. I'm so fired up. The second one. Excuse me. (gasps) Look at that bow. Listen. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I like to think of myself as like quite the design connoisseur when it comes to wrapping a present because it looks kind of like a snowflake (laughs) on snowflake wrapping paper. Okay, (laughs) Dad. It's like a three-dimensional snowflake, if you will. Sure, yeah. Bursting through the seams. Otherwise known as a bow. No, but it actually does. It's very cute. looks like little icicles. Yes. This is mine. I open it. This is yours. It's uh, it's for the studio. I love the Hanukkah wrapping. Thank you. Super cute. So this is from the help of all of our listeners. <gasps> what is this? That is over 500 tweets from people Get wishing you out. a happy 100. Get out of town. What? How did this happen? Um, I blocked you again on Twitter. How do I not notice this? <laughs> and then I asked people to DM me a, a happy 100th note. Em, are you kidding? And I did not expect that many, but I spent like three hours Holy screenshotting crap. every single one. So that Holy is crap. 567 tweets. All for you. Christy says, wish I could buy you all the boxed wine today. And if you can't read all of them, I also just sent you an iCloud link to all oh, of for them. Oh, for So if you ever need to pick me up, you so have 567 tweets to read. This is the most precious thing. This is like that time I blocked you on Facebook for like two or three weeks and you didn't notice either. Yep. We just like <laughs> use this social media that the other person uses less and then right, nobody right. finds out. Oh my god, this is so sweet. 
I discovered you guys when I moved to Cali. You both make me laugh. This is the sweetest thing I've ever fucking seen. And it gets better. Oh my god. Okay, 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 I'm ready. Sorry, I'm so caught up in this. This is the most unbelievable thing. I I also want you to like... sorry. I just want you to remember that I had to collage all of those. (laughs) No, believe me. I'm looking at some of them that are like rotated a little bit so they can fit. And I'm like, you must have truly individually... It took a while. Holy crap. All for you, baby cakes. All for you. This is the most beautiful thing. Oh my god, we have to think about where to hang all these. Oh my god. This is beautiful. And that is so sweet. You're welcome. It's so thoughtful. So the next one is for you and Eva. Fantastic. There's only one, so I need you both to put your hand in the bag and then just grab the same item at the same time. I feel like this doesn't end well no matter what happens. It does. Don't worry. But there's only one you have to share. No. All right. We both put our hand in it. You just grab it. One, two, three. What is it? (gasps) (gasps) Our adventure book. Yeah. It looks like the adventure book from Up. And it's from the very beginning. First picture of us ever. Oh, it's a scrapbook. It is. I cannot. This is why. Oh, that was Blaze called it the wrong name and wrote us a nice sign. And we were like, thank you, honey. But that's. Not Eventually, so I tried to do it in chronological order, but then I forgot all the pictures for CrimeCon, so those come at the end. Oh, first Whoops. guest appearance. Oh, with Gio. Plunger 4. Oh my god! Oh my god. Our B-Days 2017 and 2018. This is the most... First, first fan tat. That's hilarious. First mention in New York Times. I like how it's the first mention. <laughs> We've had two. We have. One million dollars? Downloads. Oh. I was like, when did we get that? <laughs> Holy shit, did I forget about that? I forgot that? to put that one in the scrapbook. I Christine. forget the $1 million mark. <laughs> oh my god. With the ice cream cake. Oh my god. April Fool's vision boarding. That was before we'd ever been on a stage, and we pretended, like, oh, one day we'll be on a we stage. We really didn't think that was going to happen. Welcome, Eva! And then oh, Eva shows up! Oh my god. First guest spot on TV. Happy half hour. Welcome, Eva. Hashtag GeoTrio. Precious. Hollywood Improv. This is our first show ever. Well, yeah, a, this is our first show ever. Our first show that wasn't CrimeCon, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Irvine. Oh, that was the first one Eva came to, because I made yeah. Eva go get you that cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, Nashville. Oh. oh, my God, that creepy Uber where they, like... I know. ...made us pick out of a... That was so weird. <laughs> Moonshine. First flight together. Oh my god, Zadies. This is so precious. New York, Punchline, Philly. Oh my god, it's our creepy baby! Kremit! Kremit made an appearance in the scrapbook. Y'all, it's on your Instagram, isn't it? It's on my Instagram. Oh my fucking god. Oh, me and Lisa. Oh. New York Comedy Fest. Last show of East Coast. Oh, this is so precious! Oh, Fun Box. Oh yeah, there's a lot of those. Second friend anniversary. Oh my god, I loved it. The Simpsons picture. Crime con. Oh my god, Renata. <laughs> First live. This is why ever. I asked for tape downstairs because I for, I found I them you. at the bottom of the bag and I was like, oh shit, I, I forgot to put them in. When Renata and Linda met. Oh my god. Oh that. This photo I remember being. <laughs> highly, I don't remember. Let's just put it that way. I, I believe it. Oh my god, this is the most precious thing. Oh my god, there's pages we can exactly add to. <gasps> And this is the sweetest thing that I've ever seen. 
Okay, so that's three. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> this is why I lose at our friendship. Listen. This is why I lose. You give me a holiday, I'm going to fucking take care of it. Don't we, worry. Uh, we give you a lot of fucking holidays. All right, so the next one, each of you get one. Okay. Do you know which is which? Oh, I see an E yeah. on that one. So, yeah, you have to open them at the same time. Put your hand in at the same time. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay, tell me one. Okay, and I also have one. And Allison, Blaze, and Alexander all get one. What? Just so you know, there's only six in the world. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that's why we drink 100 episode t-shirt. <gasps> Holy shit, it's our tour. It's our actual tour oh instead of our God. fake one. Oh, my God. And because it's me, they glow in the dark. Is that why I was like, the fonts, the color's a little interesting. Yep. They're fucking glow-in-the-dark tour shirts. Yes, with an actual tour instead of the Stay Thirsty tour that says we're from, like, New Guinea or something. Yeah, there was somebody <laughs> literally was like, oh, my God, did you really tour? Oh, my in- God, you did, a, you did a show in Jonestown? Yeah, I was like, uh, not quite. <laughs> oh, my God, 100 episodes. Holy crap, Em. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. These are amazing. They have been sitting in my apartment for three months. <laughs> You knew what you were doing. I've been wearing it around the house, and there have been a few times where I almost ran over here oh, to no. record an Can episode. Can you imagine if you just showed up? And I was like, gotta take my shirt off. <laughs> Can you imagine if I opened the door and I was like, what the fuck? Did you just make yourself a weird t-shirt? Yeah. And that, you would have had to play that off. Like, I would have had oh, to be like, oh yeah, I just got really excited. <laughs> I just like made myself a t-shirt, and you don't even have alcohol to blame. You just have right. to own it. Right. Oh my god, this is overwhelming. I need to call my mom later. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to report. Okay, so the last one. There's more. There's one last There's one. There's always more. I should have known better. So, um, and this is where Eva's going to put in a clip that she already emailed me to confirm that it exists. But, hang in there. What? Okay. So, uh, there's a clip from a while ago that I don't think we ever actually addressed. Was it me misgendering you? No. Because <laughs> that exists too. Um, there's a... A clip that we never, I, I don't think we aired, I think it got cut out, where we were talking about how we found out that in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. there is a wedding ceremony for best friends. Oh my god, yes. So there is oh, a... Oh, we did cut that out, a yeah. A best friend commitment ceremony oh my in Vegas. God. That's so Christine, let's get married and have um, a Halloween wedding. Can we actually, can we do like a separate parallel thing where we just do that? Because I feel like... I bet there's got to be, like, a best friend commitment ceremony. Eva, write that down. <laughs> I mean, like, I would, I mean, I don't know, like, I'm I would commit so to you. I'm so on board. I would yeah. commit to you. Oh, yeah. I'm so on board. Which is, like, says a lot because there's really nobody else I think I would commit to. I mean, to be fair, we already started a business together, so we're kind of legally committed. We might as well just make it I official. mean, well, let's make a legal best friend commitment ceremony. Right. We might as well make it socially official. Eva, is there a social best friend commitment ceremony? Hold on. Christine, July 27th. Oh my god. Oh my god, do you want to get committed to me? Oh fuck yeah. I'll totally commit to you. Oh my god. Allison and Blaze are texting each other like, what is happening? It's like, how come my ears are tangling and why do I hate it? Oh my god, let's do it right now. (laughs) No, but let's also not tell them. Let's just do it. and Like literally a Vegas wedding. Let's just not tell anyone. Oh fantastic, let's elope. (laughs) Yeah, but let's best friend elope. Oh my god. Best friend elope. It sounds like a creature out of a Dr. Seuss story. Best friend elope. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Let's do it. No, but then. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God wait, hold on. Okay. The ceremony in Vegas. What is it? Wait, this is our next birthday. Done. We're going to Vegas and getting 
fucking that's oh married. Oh my god. We have a year to plan it. We have a year to plan it. We cannot tell anyone because they'll ruin it. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, what are we going to do? Jesus Christ. Um, what you get I is the use of the indoor gazebo, traditional night of music, choice of ceremonies, people are religious. <laughs> religious, for sure. <laughs> Irish Catholic. Flowers, you get fresh flowers. Personalized keepsake, which they do not specify. Oh, no. Personalized keepsake commitment certificate. Oh, my God. M. Professional photo session, six ceremony photos M. on a CD. Done. We'll put it on the company card. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is so exciting. Christine, like, I actually really want to get committed oh, to you. I'm not even remotely being sarcastic. No, I'm not either. Okay, good. I'm so excited. Oh, good. I'm glad we have a whole year to plan this. Too. Oh my god, I can't wait. Uh, wait, can you plan my bachelor party and I'll plan your bachelor party? Putting it on the calendar. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck yeah. When the clock strikes midnight between June 3rd and June 4th. <laughs> when the clocks. We'll do it like in the span of like it'll start at eleven fifty nine and end yeah. at twelve at one. Yeah, yeah, we got to do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the last wedding and the first wedding yeah. of. Oh my god, I can't breathe. Okay, let's do it. I'm but just... also, we can't tell anyone except Eva. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, delete this, Eva. Sorry. <laughs> Say- oh! Wait, when we plan it? Eva's just the best. Wait, this is the music. They said we can choose what we're getting where we're getting committed to. And this loud noise this of exact us screaming. Sound of oh, us good. committing our excitement. Oh. My. And we didn't tell anyone. We, we just, just put it on Patreon. We just didn't. It's like welcome to our commitment ceremony. <laughs> and there's like an Irish Catholic priest being like, I don't feel comfortable at all with this. <laughs> but also like Gio's absolutely our officiant. Look at this goober. Yep. Gio, will you marry me and Christine? Heavy size. Oh, he was like, he was like, he was like you guys are already committed. Get over it. Giovanni. So maybe next year for our friend anniversary, if you're willing, Christine, will you marry me? <laughs> you gotta say yes or yes! no. Okay. <laughs> Holy fucking crap! It is a tractor. Like I didn't want to step on Blaze's toes and get you a ring, so I got you a bracelet, and then I hot glued a tractor to it. <laughs> you we, stepped all over Blaze's toes, we, and I love it. Because we met on a, we became friends on Farmer Bob's tractor. Oh my god! The box says ten thirty sixteen to forever. <laughs> Plus, also glows in the dark. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> oh my god! There's a photo on it. This is the most precious thing. Besides my real proposal. There place, it is. I promise. <laughs> there it is. Wink, wink. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, for- I completely forgot about that. <laughs> so, are you oh, going to hug me? Yeah, of course I'm going to hug you. You just proposed to me. Is that what I'm supposed to Yay! do? Yay! Aw, with my beautiful wedding bracelet. Engagement <laughs> bracelet. <laughs> but, yeah. Also, I don't know what your size is, so I just... I don't either. I just bent into a wrist oh, shape. There you go. <laughs> Are you filming? I filmed the first part. Oh, oh it was me shrieking bloody murder. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my god, this is so overwhelming. Holy shit. Alright, so happy 100. <gasps> oh my god. The end. Oh That's it. Oh my god.
Are you okay? Yeah, but I don't know how we're going to even do anything now. I mean, we could tell a story if you want to tell a ghost story. Okay, I do have one thing for you. Oh, okay. It's kind of communal. It's to your right. What the fuck is that <laughs> massive ass box? You have to remove the blanket. And it's then... literally a box the size of the couch. Open it. It's just because I thought, okay, hold on, let me explain real quick. I thought at 100 episodes, it's about time we kind of upgrade the studio a little bit for our needs, to meet our needs. Is it needs. a fucking printer, Christine? No, it's not. Because I know you bitch and moaned about how we need a new printer. Can you imagine if I was like, look, I bought a printer and I expensed <laughs> Here, it. Here, I proposed to you, give me a printer. Surprise. Okay, I'm going to go check. Okay. You got to open it, too, once you take that off. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got to open it. <laughs> and then you got to look <laughs> Wait, open the top. Open the top. Open the top? Yeah. No way! <laughs> oh my god! It's about time. It's a mini refrigerator full of LaCroix. Yep. And in the freezer, there's three Ben and Jerry's. There's actually four ones hiding. Ooh! And there's also a bottle of champagne in there. But I wanted... I didn't know what Ben and Jerry's you like, but I had to find one with a freezer because I needed ice cream to fit in there, uh-huh. right? So I found one with a freezer, too. And then um, I bought the LaCroix. And I figure whatever drinks you'd like, we can prepare, and then they can be in there for when we record, you know? They were all so pleasantly organized. <laughs> they were all spun so I could see the front of each one. Oh, you know. I wanted to make sure. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's that. That's uh, I love it. the new addition to the... We have many additions now. Oh, my God. This is just quite a day. I showed that to Blaze, and I was like, I hope you don't mind. This? Oh, <laughs> I showed him the tractor, Bryce, and I was like, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes. And he's like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what you're... He was you're... like, just fucking do it. <laughs> like, Please stop showing me this weird thing. This is amazing. This is fucking hilarious. We only get one 100. Wait That's till right. we hit 1,000. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. What a wild time that will be. So are we confirming the date, our friend anniversary, or will we have to find another time? Oh, for the wedding? For the wedding. <laughs> Guess what? You get to say you're the bride again. I'm the bride. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone fucking hates me. (laughs) They're Um, like, we just got fucking through this. We just got over it. Yeah. It finally ended. Um, Also, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Let's do, I guess, yeah, like friend, uh, friend anniversary three. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Does Allison hate you for this? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. I, I don't know. Well, at least Blaze I mean, okay she knows it. I was doing this. She watched me paint the box and everything. Oh, so. good. Okay. She knows. Fantastic. Well, she invited me over for dinner next week, so if you don't hear <laughs> from me, you. I'm literally dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Oh, my God. Can you imagine... I'm sorry to say this real quick, but, like, when Blaze proposed, it was, like, perfect and sweet and everything. There was no confetti, though, and there was definitely no champagne. I had to go buy champagne. There was no mini fridge with four Ben and Jerry's waiting for us. Correct. That also. Oh, I also got you this giant spoon in case you wanted <gasps> to get some. Oh, that's like a ladle. That's yeah. the exact ice cream serving size. I felt like that was more your style than a regular spoon. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Did you find this and just decide it's actually mine? Well, it's from my cab- from my drawer. Oh. <laughs> I thought you, like, just found a spoon. I just use it for ladling stuff, but you can eat ice cream with it. Yeah, I will. Okay, good. Um, Hooray. Hooray. All right. Wow. Everyone is on an adrenaline rush right now. I'm, like, high as a kite right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I should probably get my laptop out so we can do a story. All right. Yeah, sorry. I kept the fridge kept buzzing, and I was like, "Fuck, they're gonna notice because it's buzzing over there." Truly, didn't notice even a little bit. I like. I'm so clueless. You guys, it was literally just covered in a blanket, and I didn't even notice. I'm amazed. Yeah, true. I didn't even. That's actually why I was playing when we all got to the room. I was playing our first episode because I was trying to drown out the sound of. I was like, "Look, it's a throwback," but really, I was just trying to drown out the sound of the fridge. (laughs) Had no clue. 
All right. And then don't worry, because next month is our the begin our conception year. Is mm. the conception podcast date. That's like the actual birth of the show. No, yeah. wait. Oh, the conception is in January and then the birth is in February. Yeah. We are so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Christmas Yo, and, then it's, and our 100 and New Year's and, and then it's Eva's birthday and then, and then it's, it's gotcha, day. gotcha Day. Yeah. And believe me, it's all And then in. only two months until our joint birthday weekend. Yo, Em and I are already planning Eva's Gotcha Day and it's like, what, four months away? <laughs> Look, Eva, if you think I'm fucking extra, wait until both of us get on something. It's going to be bananas. I literally said this is the first time we've both been able to, like, be on board with something simultaneously. Again, I said it last episode, combined efforts. We've never been able to do it before. It's way, and I feel like the world might implode, but, like, let's see what happens. Eva, you're in for a a world of something. Oh, my God, poor Eva. Also, we definitely haven't even mentioned that it's, um, like, five days after Christmas. Oh, yeah. By the time you're hearing this? We have a more important holiday occurring right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I haven't even left for Virginia yet, but I hope it goes well. I hope you... <laughs> we all do, yes. I hope you had a great uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. You too. Um, I hope tomorrow, which is New Year's Eve, you're doing something fun for New Year's Eve. Well, Blaze's birthday is January 2nd, which is like a blessing and a curse. Actually, it's just a curse. Oh, okay, good. He never I hope got... you tell him that. Well, he never got to celebrate it, like... Right. Because in college, it was like everyone's hungover. Like, <laughs> you just, or on break, like nobody right. ever. So he just isn't used to having, pe- and he's the oldest of six kids. So he just never really got a birthday celebration. So, like, I try really hard to make it, like, super fun and extra. And I think he's a little freaked out by that. <laughs> I'm like, M only encourages me. So, oh, I'm like, do it, do it do better. It. No, do no, it more. Do it more. <laughs> more tractor bracelets. Well, um, so happy belated. Or Merry Belated Christmas. Oh my god, I'm engaged again, you guys. Text Blaze. the best day. I'm going to write, I'm engaged. Oh wait, I'm going to send a picture actually of me with the bracelet on and being, be like, I got more than a bottle of wine today. Oh or what do people, god. what is that cheesy shit people say when they get engaged? Oh, I don't even know. I should probably go back to my Instagram and look. Your Instagram for yours, though, was you said, um, Blaze got me this for our anniversary. I got him a book. <laughs> I, said, I was like, for the record, I got Blaze a cookbook for our anniversary. And it was like a picture of my wedding or my engagement ring. Oh, my God. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Good. I'm glad it's... Can you imagine <clears throat> us planning a oh wedding God, together? so much fun. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be bonkers. Black Tux, you there? Hello? I'm looking for a tux. Holy shit. Yes, so happy holidays all Let's around. Let's make a Zola registry. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> Which is make people buy shit. Can we just put ice cream on it? <laughs> ice cream and 19 crimes? Please just deliver us a lot of wine, thank you. Can, our, can Drizzly be on our registry? Oh, good idea. And That's Why We Drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace since 2017. Um, And in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. 
opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni. Literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So the other thing that we are doing since it's our 100th is we've never done this before oh yeah but our stories usually we don't know each other's stories but this time around i requested a story from christine and she requested one from me but we gave each other several requests so we still don't really know what to expect but we know it's like one of the ones that we asked for well the ones that you requested i was like oh i haven't done these and it turns out i did do one of them yikes so you know it's (laughs) one of the no it's fine i like didn't recognize the name because it's like a weird name until I googled it, but it doesn't matter. Okay. I picked one of the other ones. Well, this is um, surprisingly short. I expected it to be a lot more, have a lot more stuff going on, but um, I thought with all the presents, I definitely took up some of my usual time. So I was like, okay, maybe it's for the best it's short. I'm so amped. So this is a story, per Christine's request, of the mysterious Mary Celeste. Hell yes! Oh, I love the story. AKA the ghost ship. I don't know too much about it, but I love it. So, I actually hadn't, I didn't know what it was. I'd only heard it on Astonishing Legends ages ago, but, like, I don't okay. remember much. Um, so, the Mary Celeste is basically, to give you a quick paraphrase, there is a ship that goes missing, and they, to this day, have never figured out why the why the people on it went missing. The ship actually, the ship wasn't missing, but everyone else was, like, all the people right. on it. Right, oh, so they vanished. The they people, vanished. Right. But, yeah, so I had not, I'd never heard of this before. Oh, even better. So, uh, the Mary Celeste was built in 1860 in Nova Scotia, so you know I love oh, it. Oh, I didn't even know that. And You're it, welcome. And, <laughs> thank you. And it was originally named the Amazon. The Amazon, okay. <clears throat> in the 1860s, the vessel was owned by several people, all having accidents with the ship whenever they owned it. Oh, no. Including three captains who died on it. Oh, no. That's and, not even just like a fender bender, that's like... Yeah. Real time. No, like people were like, everyone who owned the ship, bad stuff was happening to them. (laughs) And um, so it had a very negative reputation and ships already have very like superstitious energy. Like people who are in that community, like there's like all these like things that you don't try to. Totally. Like there's a lot of bad luck. And if a ship has done this, you never go on it again and stuff like that. Superstitious stuff. So the fact that three captains had died on it and anyone else who used it had other like horrible things happen to them obviously bad luck yeah it's not a good look so the ship uh for example 
um, some of its negative things is that the ship ran into a fishing dam and required major repairs. Okay. Um, another time it needed repairs and it was at the shipyard. And while it was there, a fire broke out at the shipyard. Oh, no. Um, and burnt several other ships. Okay. Um, during her first Atlantic crossing, the ship crashed into another ship, which sank. Oh, dear. Another time, the ship ran into rocky ground when it ran into shallow water. This ship just, I'm just picturing, especially because you, you know, like you, ship lingo is like her and she. Yeah. Um, I'm just picturing this like really reckless, like careless, like. Well, I know. You know who I'm picturing? <laughs> this is just so weird, but like Pearl from SpongeBob and she's just like I'm fucking thinking, yeah, running just, into buildings and yep. like knocking people over <laughs> and not realizing it. I'm here. Crash. Like, daddy, I need more money. This is literally what I'm picturing. <laughs> Um, so the ship went to many people after all that, and all those people went basically bankrupt. The ship was then purchased by James Winchester. Oh, who... of like Winchester Mystery? No, I wish that would oh. have been cool. But she was purchased by a man named James Winchester. Okay. Who changed the name to Mary Celeste because he thought if I change the name, then maybe oh. the bad luck will go Makes away. Makes sense. Or it was still the Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. Before that? Okay. And so he changed it to Mary Celeste, and then he put... Captain Benjamin Briggs in control of it. Okay. And Benjamin Briggs is one of the people that was on the Mary Celeste when it disappeared. Okay. So in 1872, um, the Mary Celeste left New York City to go to Italy to deliver 1,700 barrels of denatured, 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 denatured alcohol. Ooh. Um, the night before... Captain Briggs and his wife had dinner in New York with their friend Captain Morehouse, mm -hmm. who also becomes a prominent character. But so they had dinner the night before he left for the ship. They also found out that they were going in the same direction. Briggs was just going to be a couple days earlier in his voyage. Okay. So they weren't going to see each other, but they both knew they were heading that way. Got it. Got it. Um, so a month later. So after that dinner, he goes on the ship. He brings his wife and his daughter and, um, uh, a month into the voyage on December 4th, 1872. That's 10 days after the last entry log. So 10 days before that was, I think, November 27th or 25th? 25th. Don't, don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> but that was the last entry log and it should have been kept up to date oh, every day. But okay. there were 10 days missing Oh, on so the log. you're supposed to like enter every day, right? Like, right. Like, okay. So within a month, there's... I mean, within a month, the ship is already gone, and things like the the log has nothing to to show for it. So it ended up getting found. The ship itself got found by a ship called it's Italian. I think it's called De Gratia. De, sounds, sounds good to me. De Gratia. Um, and that ship unexpectedly caught up with uh, uh, with the Mary Celeste in the Atlantic Ocean, and the captain of it happened to be Captain Morehouse. Okay. So he had, he was, oh, the wait. That, oh, so the guy he did dinner the with. one he had dinner with. So he knew this guy's supposed to be at least 10 days ahead of me. Why is right. his ship here? Oh shit. So, um, knowing that the ship should have been days ahead of him, he sent his crew to investigate. Okay. So what ended up being missing on the ship was not just the people, right? But, um, nine barrels of alcohol from the cargo hold and not like, not the barrels themselves. The barrels were there, but nine barrels worth of alcohol like of the liquid was gone but the barrels what? were somewhere um oh ew also the captain's sextant was gone okay the captain's chronom chronometer is a sextant like the direction mm -hmm. okay sextant chronometer navigation book and the ship's register all of them were gone oh no <clears throat> what's the 
Oh, but the log is different from the right. register. I don't know how they're different. I just know that they are. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. It doesn't. It doesn't become important. Okay. Okay. Um, That's creepy, though. That's so creepy. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, what ended up? So everything else was still there. So clothes were totally intact. Um, personal items were totally intact. Supplies were intact. It just looked like someone up and left the ship. Okay. Except there were the nine barrels worth of alcohol missing. And then some of the captain's equipment. But it was like denatured alcohol. It wasn't like drink <clears throat> Right. It's not like drinking. someone drank it. Right. Okay. Drank nine barrels in 10 days oh, or something. I mean, <laughs> 30 I'd days. be very dead too, I guess. Also, um, on the ship, one of the pumps underneath the ship was damaged and there was three and a half feet of flooding. Okay. Okay. So, so far that's all the information that they have. And now they found it, you said 10 days after the last law, after, right? Yeah. So, so presumably 10 days after the crew Vanished. something happened okay yeah it's suggested that the boat was just sitting there for wow 10 days. okay and like i said the ship was stocked with six months worth of food supplies actual drinking alcohol and the only big thing that was missing was a lifeboat <gasps> oh my god can you imagine how scary it must be to be that friend or that guy other captain and pull up and be like hello is anyone here what are you doing and, and there's, there's a like, lifeboat there's missing nothing, and no one's there nobody's there well, oh, so how eerie. So this is what he found. He found a frayed rope trailing off the side of the ship. Okay. He found the captain's logbook, which what the last entry was ten days before. Um, and it the last log said that they had they were six miles northeast of Santa Maria, which was close enough to see land. Oh, interesting. Okay. So the last log entry says we can see land. Right. <clears throat> um, and that basically because all of the equipment was missing, all the captain's equipment was gone. It suggests that there was a slow evacuation on the ship because Captain Briggs could, he was able to go down into the bottom of the ship and grab all of his equipment instead of just fleeing. Right, okay. So, so it doesn't time, look like yeah. it was a last minute thing. Okay. So there's a court statement where basically when Morehouse ended up deciding <clears throat> that he wanted his crew to investigate the ship, he sent some of his crew to not only look around, but then when they realized no one was there, to sail the Mary Celeste to Gibraltar mm -hmm. to report the loss. To be like, okay, this is a random boat that's missing, and right. we know who was supposed to be on here. And then in when you report the loss, there was a court statement of like, okay, who got the um, salvage insurance and things like that. Okay. And so a court statement also wrote, so it's documented that, the galley was in a bad state, the stove was knocked out of its place, and the cooking utensils were on the floor. Ooh. And the whole ship was thoroughly wet. Ooh. So those are, like, the clues that we've got. Okay. So the, What was wrong with the stove again? It was just knocked out of place. Oh, okay. Um, and so, like I said, Morehouse sent some of his crew to sail the Mary Celeste to Gibraltar, and when they got there, there was questioning that maybe this was a frame job where... Because they were friends, Morehouse knew that the ship where it was going to be, and so he got his men to go kill these people, uh, and then stow them away on a lifeboat, and then pretend nothing happened, and, and be then, like, "Look what I found!" Right, and then like get the insurance money. Oh, interesting. Okay. And uh, but the court found no evidence of foul play from Morehouse or his crew. Okay. And um, the ship received a sixth of the Mary Celeste salvage insurance when they should have been able to get the full forty-six thousand. But they only got a sixth of it because it suggested that the court didn't entirely trust them or the story right away. Okay. Um, I mean, and, it is a w wild story. Right. Yeah. And in today's um, in today's money, each crewman got um, $830. 
And these are the people who found it, you're saying? Right. Oh, so they got the money because they found the ship? Yeah, because they ended up having to, like, uh, oh, so, sell all of it. Sure. And so they were suddenly responsible for it. Right. Okay, got And it. so each of them only got $830. So the opposite argument is that nobody would go through all that trouble and for just $800. Totally. Yeah. Is that, you said today money? Today's, Today's money, money is $800. Oh, yeah. So that doesn't even make sense. Right. So they're totally missing. Some things are, some things have, like, come into play, like a rope hanging off the side of the ship and um, that there's, like, uh water flooding in the bottom of the ship and things like that but there was a lot of theories about how all of this happened and why it happened based on the clues right and i feel kind of like in your last story when you were saying like the only clues we could go off of was like an unopened bottle of coke and an empty napkin yeah, holder yeah so i feel like this is just a bigger game of that it's of like, like the most absurd useless <clears throat> yeah. details yeah so these are all of the theories that people either currently have or once had and uh, I guess, like, the version of debunking it if sure. you don't really believe in that theory. So the first thought was, okay, pirates came on the ship and took them. Right, okay, that makes sense. Um, and they were in an area that was heavily surrounded with North African pirates that were very active nearby, but there was no sign of violence, and there were there was still alcohol, personal items, and supplies left on board. So pirates right. wouldn't have just left and not taken everything. Um, and been like, yeah, take your time and grab your stuff. And right. Then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Then there's a the- there's the theory of there's a storm and the storm washed them away, um, but the storm records then confirmed that there were some storms there were some storms but nothing that an experienced captain couldn't handle, and um, the ship's overall congi- condi- I can't fucking speak today the ship's overall condition suggested that that wasn't the situation so there was no reason for like the crew to need to evacuate got it okay like the ship wasn't in like disrepair or anything because right. of the storm um. Also, it's a captain's code that you do not leave the ship unless there's a dire emergency. And so since the ship looked relatively fine, there it didn't look like there was yeah. ever an emergency for a captain to leave. Well, and you'd think, like, if he wanted to leave a record of what happened and he had the time to get his supplies, he'd right. write, like, oh, some, this is what's going down. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. Well, a lot of people also think because his wife and daughter were on the boat, maybe he was like, fuck the captain's code. Oh, like, sure, if sure. something happened, Your let's family. just get out of here. Yeah. Um, there's another conspiracy that it was a mass suicide out <gasps> at sea oh, where everyone no. just jumped off the boat. Oh, no. Um, That's horrible. They don't have any... It hasn't necessarily been debunked, but it's, I mean, just That probably comes from rare. Lack, lack of evidence of everything else. Right. And yeah. also, they didn't... Him and the crew didn't all know each other beforehand <laughs> or anything, so it's not like they, like... Oh, how many people were on board? It was the three of them, him and his wife and his daughter, and then eight crewmen. Oh, eight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that would really need to be a mass... Right. That's at least 10 people that have to to agree to something like that. Jim Jones level cult master to get everybody. Right. And apparently he didn't know all the people when he got on the the ship. Interesting. Also, there's the thought that there, that it's a murder and that Morehouse's crew could have killed them and sold cargo for insurance. And Morehouse and Briggs, um, were friends though. So because they respected each other and they, that wasn't like the only dinner they'd ever went to together. Like they knew each other from a long time. I think they both were also from Nova Scotia. Mm. Or they were both from the same area, so maybe they knew each other that way. But they had such a tight relationship that people don't understand why Morehouse would kill him. Especially right. when the ship was not in either of their names. It was under that James Winchester right, guy's name. Right. So it's not like they would have even gotten all the money. It's um, not like he said, oh, I'm, I'm transporting $8 million right. to England. It's like denatured alcohol. Right, right. So a lot of people say that's probably not likely that Morehouse was willing to kill his friend. Um, and then there's the other theory of the drunk crew the drunk crew theory 
I mean, I like this cereal, right? <laughs> Where Sounds about right. The Because the nine barrels of alcohol were gone, the crew could have gotten drunk and killed Briggs and oh. then fled in a lifeboat. However, there's no signs of violence. The denatured alcohol would have killed them before they got there. That's what I was they thinking. They would have left. Unless you're like Michael Malone or whatever. Right, right, true. And Michael Malloy. <laughs> Michael Malloy. I was in Kevin Malone. I know, it does. I didn't even notice at first. But yeah, so there's no signs of violence. The denatured alcohol would have killed them before they got a chance to leave. And there were no bodies or cups of alcohol filled or with any oh, drops of right. it. Like there's no proof that anyone drank it. So, sorry to make you go back again, but how much was missing? Nine barrels worth. <laughs> Yeah, and so like eight dead. crewmen, so they'd each of them have to drink more than a ga- more drink than a, a barrel whole barrel of denatured alcohol. Yeah, exactly. So you're all dead. So then there's the other theory that the um, ship could have sandbanked, and then when they got off the ship to check out the issue, the water might have actually washed the sand away and then drifted the boat off on its own. Oh, so they got off the boat. That's a theory that oh. like the ship ended up in shallow water and got sandbanked, mm-hmm. like, and then they got off the ship to look around. I, oh my god, sorry! That con- piece of confetti started sliding down the window, and it was gold. And you, just saw, I saw the "It's a Spider" face. Fuck! I I, thought, <laughs> no, I thought it was like an eye, like an eye or something, because two pieces <laughs> of confetti were like falling down the window in the dark. Uh, sorry, it really freaked me. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I'm sure okay, you saw me looking over your shoulder and like panic. I did. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking look. But it was moving so slowly, it really freaked me out. Okay, sorry. Um, no, you're fine. So, one theory is that the they got they found land and then got off the ship, and then before they got on the ship, the water like pulled the boat away. Got it. And they were what and like stranded somewhere that they might be stranded on an island or something. Got it. Okay. Um, but. I mean, I feel like a ship would have a pretty heavy anchor and it wouldn't just get washed away. Because if that was the case, then a lot of ships would be getting washed away, you know? <laughs> you think, like, at that, like, again, there's 11 people on board and they seem like the guy's pretty experienced. It's not like right. he's like, let's all get off the boat. Right, right. <laughs> and not put down an anchor. Right. Yeah, it just seemed unlikely. Um, there's From a, all my experience. Right. I mean, as sea. a ship captain. As, right. a, as a seaman. Huh? <laughs> so um, another <laughs> big theory for some reason is that cryptids are involved. And oh, that hell yeah. Like, the like i know this isn't uh, this isn't ireland but like the loch ness like something like as wild as like giant squid giant squid is one of them um they think that like the tentacles could have literally just come up and grab people one by one and then swam away that's absolutely what happened i mean i'm a seaman remember right i remember i did not forget that (laughs) um so they really do think that some magical ocean creatures could have ripped uh off part of the boat to get to them oh dear however again because the ship was in good condition oh yeah true and it didn't look like there were like tentac- giant tentacle sized holes in the walls. I think we can assume that's like not suction it. cup marks on all the walls. <laughs> Aquaman came out. <laughs> the um, denatured alcohol is like has like squid tentacle marks all over it. So the other thought is that people think that aliens abducted them. Oh yeah, I'm all actually wait, I changed my mind. This is what happened. So um <laughs> and usually the reason for that is because they can aliens can pretty much always explain away anything. I mean it's it just seems like you'd be like, oh, well, that happened because I was abducted. Right. And because it's so mysterious and it, there's more no explanation answer. can you ask for. It? Right. right. And so um, a lot of people use this as a theory when they have actually heard the incorrect version of the story. Because there is a version of the story where when Morehouse and his crew got to the ship, they actually saw people walking around on the ship. Oh. And when they got on the ship, there was still a hot dinner waiting for everybody. Oh. And that... Um, Oh, and that there was no water damage on the ship. But there was water damage on the ship. Nobody was there, and there was no dinner heated up and okay. ready to go. Okay. But a lot of people think, oh, if someone was going onto the ship and then everyone vanished, that must be aliens. Right. 
And that he confirmed that wasn't the case. There was never any like food on a table. Right, right. And then, of course, people think that uh, the Bermuda Triangle is responsible. Oh, wait. Never mind. I changed mine. This is what happened. <laughs> I like this the best. Apparently, they think that the ship must have just gotten caught in the Bermuda Triangle and then spit out the people off the ship. And then the ship found its way back intelligently oh, out of the Bermuda Triangle shit. where nobody escapes. And um, weird things happen in that triangle, Em. I know you don't know much about geometry, but like <laughs> triangles are hard. Okay? Triangles. Listen, um, I'll explain it to you. So apparently they're very, in my opinion, a very justified argument to that is that the ship did not sail near the Bermuda Triangle and not even on that oh. side of the ocean. Okay. Well, never mind. I want to go back to aliens. Okay. Okay. How about rogue waves? Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, we'll I'm going to stick with cryptids until we until i hear cryptids this for 400 cryptids for 400 alex thank you uh i will hear this out so they think that maybe there is an extreme or abnormal wave that um just washed them away because they did say in the document that the place was really wet that the whole mm. ship was wet and that things were knocked around so it's called rogue waves that was called? rogue wave okay. is like a like a random like, like a phenomenon like a sharknado wave yeah and so um they apparently modern analysis because people are still trying to figure this out modern analysis has proven that um the ship that morehouse found the mary celeste was right around the area where it should have been expected had it been floating with average currents so if it were by itself and did not have a captain and it started based on the where the log was the log said six miles northeast of santa maria Uh and then add 10 days to that you can expect it to be in the location that it was in okay cool so had there been a rogue wave it should have either toppled over been like several miles further got it so scientifically speaking it followed the normal right okay and also there were no like reports nearby of freak waves right okay i mean people had reported about storms with like the lifeboat missing i feel like if a freak wave hit you wouldn't be be able to get prepared for that right yeah okay yeah 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 interesting also how do you feel about sea quakes Mm, i'm feeling good alex i'm feeling good can i hold um double jeopardy so (laughs) double jeopardy so sea quakes are literally earthquakes when you're in the water and they could have caused so because the nine barrels this is where it actually starts getting pretty scientific oh i love it and these are actually like those were all the ones where it's like, okay, that probably didn't happen. Right. These are actually some of the more valid things that could have happened. Okay, okay. Um, so a sea quake could have caused the nine barrels of alcohol to dislodge themselves from the cargo hold and let the alcohol leak out. Oh, got it. And the quake could have freaked people out and made them evacuate. The only reason that that might not be a real theory is because no sea quake was actually reported in the area nearby where the ship was. So it's just an earthquake on the it's, sea. Yeah. Like it's tremors plates. in the water. Okay. Yeah. So that was one idea of like, okay, well it knocked the barrels loose and then they leaked out alcohol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's at least the beginning of explaining the barrels. Cause I was going to say there's so many moving parts of like, Oh, this could have happened, but then what about the right. barrels or what about the log or right. the lifeboat? So that was one theory. And then another kind of pseudo theory to that is that, the sudden shaking could have sparked embers from the stove on board. Oh. And that could have, and they could have thought that the embers would ignite the alcohol the cargo. Alcohol. And so they evacuated for that so reason it wouldn't too. explode. So had sea quakes been involved, those probably would have been the diehard. That is an interesting, theories. that is very interesting. However, that theory was the beginning of an actual theory that to this day is the most likely thing that happened they basically consider the mystery solved really until any further 
I need to look okay, actually, yeah, I go with this one. Oh, okay. I changed my mind. <laughs> well, after that theory of, okay, well, maybe the something of the sparks of either the stove or some sparks in the cargo hold, however they would show up, plus the alcohol, they would have freaked out the captain. And because his wife and daughter were on board, maybe they just like all hung out on the lifeboat for a little <gasps> bit. Oh, So in shit. 2006... Um, a chemist named Dr. Sella at the University College London tried to recreate the scene of the ship if this theory were true. So he filled an area with paper and butane gas, and then he sparked it, and he basically created a giant flash paper. Do you know what flash paper is? No. You, like, you light a piece of paper, and it like just catches on fire and then goes away? No. I mean, I do now. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Anyone who knows what flash paper is or wish paper, then that's what it is. Wish paper? I'll explain Magical. It, it is. Well, it's supposed to... It's like... um. First of all, this is, like, not supposed to be... It's it's a weird Venn diagram of magical because, like, people in Wiccan actually use it and people in the circus use it. <laughs> so, oh, shut weirdly, up. it's magic on both ends. So, wait, is it that the paper doesn't burn, you're saying? It's No, it definitely burns. It's, oh. um... I'll show you some. I have some okay. from my magic kit oh, it's that I kept. specific type of paper? Yeah, so it's, like, oh. basically, like, a tissue paper, but it's, like, soaked in these chemicals where it's... Wish paper is flash paper, but... It's it has a purpose of you write a wish on it. It's basically manifesting. Okay. So if you have flash paper, it becomes wish paper when you take a pen and write your wish down, and then you catch it on fire and like bring let it go, and oh, then so it goes it just into, turns the into air. that ash shit stuff. Yeah. Okay. It like just totally disappears. Like there's no. What do you do with it in the circus? Um, it's like good to for like fire tricks. Oh, so you just kind of like poof fire because it literally like it disappears like that. Like you can't hurt yourself. Oh, that's what it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't really understand what the magic part. I'll of show it you was. sometime. Don't worry. I get it. Remember, here. Let's play it back to how we usually do it. You know how in the office, um, you know there oh, was. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> you know in that the big that one intro where they. Oh yes, where he goes like and, and there's fire. He used flash. That's paper. what it. Is. Okay, I get it. So it, the point is that it doesn't like ignite everything. It just like it literally that doesn't and puff goes out. and goes away. Oh, okay. So the, the paper is just soaked in these chemicals that when it burns, the entire evidence burns away. So there's no proof of paper whatsoever. I see. And no burn marks or anything. Right. Okay, got it. So a lot of, like, the thing that Michael Scott used, or mm -hmm. I guess Steve Carell used, is it's called a fire uh, fire flicker. Mm -hmm. um, some people call it a fire bindle. Some people call it a fire... It doesn't matter. It's a. It's basically, like, the, the part of a lighter that you, like, press your thumb down on and, like, and causes the spark. Yes. It's attached to a ring that's supposed to fit on the inside of your finger. So Got when you it. do, when you press down on your finger, it creates oh. fire. And if you stick a little flash paper in there, then It'll that's like poof. That's why it looks like a poof of fire came out of your Got hands. Got it. Woof.com. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, I just totally broke the magician's rule. Woof.com. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah, Seacrakes. Um, so they, so Dr. Sella, he basically created a room of flash paper. And he did, he put a bunch of paper down and a bunch of butane gas and basically lit the whole room on fire. And it was a giant version of flash paper where it went poof and then it was oh, totally. Yikes. And then all the paper went away, but the room looked unscorched. Okay. So that was his way of saying maybe they saw some sort of spark and with the denatured alcohol, maybe there was a poof like that. And that scared the crew back in the 1800s who didn't know anything about flash paper combustion. But why would it be flash paper? Well, no, like he, he like. I'm saying he made, like, a metaphorical flash paper. Like, he went into a room, mm -hmm. put in a bunch no, of paper. I, I mean, I know why he did it. Or I don't really know why he did it, I guess. Because I, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Like, basically, he made a giant room that could combust in a second and then leave the entire place unscorched. 
Okay. So he's trying to recreate what could have possibly happened down in the bottom of the ship that would have scared someone. I see. To then leave the ship thinking that more fire was to come. Okay. So he he created... So in his experiment, he tried to recreate what would happen in the bottom of the ship and created a flash of flame that looked scary but disappeared so fast that no signs of scorching appeared in the space, much like flash paper. Um, and back in the 1800s before, like, any, like, real knowledge of, like, chemicals like we know now, he, they, he could have seen a poof like that that freaked him out. But was there something, like, to suggest that that was possible with the DNA? Like, is there a reason why he well, said... Well, because if the alcohol did leak down and then there was some sort of spark, if there was a sequel. Oh, and I guess there's no scorching, so they're saying maybe... Maybe there was something like that where he saw fire, and then even though by the time Morehouse got there, okay. there was no signs of a fire. Okay, so they're not saying, like, that's what would happen. It's just, like, that's a... It's a it's a possibility. Mm, okay, got it. That like Captain Briggs could have possibly seen fire, right? And scared without there ever being any actual signs of it by the time Morehouse got, got there. Got it. Okay, okay. And so the fire could have scared him away, and then by the time people got there, they'd be like, "It's not like there was a fire here, but Briggs might have seen like a chemical reaction to something, and it freaked him out, and he thought right, more okay. fire was coming." But got it, got it. Um, ba 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 ba. Gosh, I'm turning into you. <laughs> um, Finally, it's happening. So. I'm trying not to do it, but now it's happening on its own. <laughs> yeah, so the site could have scared the crew thinking that uh, the fire was going to get worse, and then they would have escaped, and by the time Morehouse got there, nobody would have seen any signs of fire. Okay, I see. Um, if not embers from the stone, then another big theory is, is an explosion in the cargo hold where the empty barrels were made of red oak instead of white oak, which means that they were more porous, mm. so it was more likely that the alcohol could have leaked out. Meaning that there was a buildup in alcohol vapor in the cargo hold. Oh, shit. So then the alcohol fumes could have mixed with, if there was a quake or if the, if during a storm or if something wasn't put away correctly in the beginning, the barrels could have fallen out of the hold that they were in. Mm -hmm. And the steel bands around the barrels could have rubbed against each other and created a spark. I see. So the spark plus the alcohol fumes. I see. Could have created that whoosh effect. And then it would have freaked everyone out. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. So it was like, cause the vapors were in the air and it wouldn't have necessarily caught the place on fire. Right. Okay. I get it. It would have just been like a big scary scene and then. Right. Right. They okay. could have thought something worse was coming. So one of the two could have caused sparks. So, um, basically it could have been, it could have been the stove or it could have been the bands rubbing against each other. Okay. From the barrel. Um, I speak your language, don't worry. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> well, you just said you're turning into me, so I don't know what that says about me. But <laughs> So most likely, Briggs could have just smelled alcohol vapors, and since his wife and daughter were with him, oh. he might have been more cautious than usual and ordered everyone into a lifeboat. And then, when it comes into play about the rope off the side of the ship, he was probably trying to tow the lifeboat behind the ship while nobody actually sailed the ship. In fear that he was going to find out that the ship was explo like would explode, mm -hmm. but if it exploded, the lifeboat would have been towed far enough away that they wouldn't have been hurt. Right. Okay. But so if he, all the people were on the lifeboat with him, everyone was on the lifeboat. <laughs> wow. Um, and so, and then I'm assuming like maybe a couple minutes later, if he realized that nothing was wrong, he could have reeled them back in and climbed back up and then continued sailing mm, the ship. Sure. Um, so that might have been his, that's like the most believable plan of that. Maybe he was trying to tow a lifeboat full of people behind the ship thinking it was going to explode. And then either through him not tying the rope correctly, or maybe like a current came through or it being really windy, oh, shit. the 
lifeboat might have gotten disconnected from the rope that stayed on the side of the ship by the time Morehouse got there, and then they just watched their own ship just oh my God, float the horror, away. The fucking horror of that. Yeah. And even if they were close enough to see land, maybe there were strong enough currents that they couldn't fight them, yeah. and they just floated away. Wow, that is very, very, very terrifying. Yeah, like literally just watching, just watching your chance of like survival our, go our away. life, right. Oh right. my god. So, if this happened on the last day of the captain's log, then they were close enough to sea land, but they probably tried to row against currents and ended up drifting themselves out to sea. Oh, God. In this scenario, if all of this is true, if this theory, which is currently the closest thing to a solution that they have, if this scenario is true, then as for the broken pump and the three and a half feet of flooding in the cargo holds, that could have been because a, like a pump could have been clogged with coal and sawdust because it's voyage before this one was that it was delivering coal mm. and had it not been cleaned out properly the pump could have failed on itself mm-hmm. and there could have been coal and sawdust collected in it and okay. that would have caused the flooding sure um and briggs wouldn't have known about the flooding because by the time he got in there the cargo hold was already packed with all of the barrels got it so he wouldn't have been able to see that they were that it was flooded to begin with in 1879 so after that happened, in 1879, the new captain of the ship, his name was Edgar Tuthle. And he was very brave or very stupid. Well, he got sick and died shortly <gasps> after his first voyage. Oh, no. And then the ship was passed on to a man named Gilman, who sold it to a man named Wesley. And Wesley tried to overinsure the boat and then intentionally wreck the ship for insurance. <laughs> um, but he was caught, charged with fraud, and then before he oh went to God. jail, died. <gasps> he didn't even need to do it on purpose. Like, he probably could have just tried to sail it out and it would have... I know. This giant squid would have eaten it. <laughs> in 18... So, in 1884, the first person to write about this was a man named Arthur Conan, Arthur Conan Doyle, who also <laughs> uh-huh. created Sherlock Holmes. Our good old boy. Um, he wrote the most famous account of the Mary Celeste, and he wrote it as if he were the character. It was intentionally fiction, but oh, people took it. it seriously. Oh. So it was called J. Habakkuk Jeffson's Statement, and apparently J. Habakkuk Jeffson was the sole survivor of the Mary Celeste and was writing his account of what happened. I see. Okay. And so it was supposed to be fiction, but people took it seriously, and that was when people started really getting in vested in the mystery of what happened also in 1913 there was another fictional piece that claimed the author was the sole survivor and his story was that the entire crew fell overboard while watching a swimming race and then they were eaten by sharks (laughs) what so that was his theory of what happened swimming race in the ocean i guess from the fish of swimming race with fish or like two of the crew members were like we'll swim aside uh, side of the boat i don't know Well, apparently that happened in 1913 and people took that seriously for a little bit. And then in the 1920s, another article was written by an alleged survivor. um, And then very shortly he was exposed as a fraud. I love all these back then. The journalism, quote unquote, was very just like, it's like, yeah, you must be him. Who can write the most fucking (laughs) dramatic bullshit? I know. And we'll all believe it. Anyway, to this day, the mystery of the Mary Celeste has yet to be solved fully. So, oh, it's so crazy. I just love that it's like it was already it already had such bad juju on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to move all your gifts to get my laptop. I was going to say, wow, you're just going to move your big old fat ring box. Pretty fat ring. I'll tell you what. Hmm. I'm just being being Hank from Yeah, King of the Hell. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Okay. 
Whenever you're ready, I have a doozy for you. Good. I wanted to show you something first. Oh, sure. Um, which Eva's already very aware of. Okay. I can't believe it. I can't believe you let me not tell her about this. What? The Here's so this. I went I went to when I when I bought your bracelet. Uh-oh. When I bought your well, when I bought the tractor before I hawk loop. I brought the tractor. Okay. So, I was really slap happy when I bought it. Okay. Eva's been on this journey with me for about a week now. Interesting. And um, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. I was really slap happy when I bought the tractor. I originally bought a different tractor. What? And it was not that tractor. And then it ended up, I ended up looking into it and I was like, what size is it? Because I was trying to figure out what size bracelet I should get. Did you buy a giant ass tractor? Yeah. Oh, um, what the fuck? I bought a giant You didn't look tractor. at the like dimensions of it? Well, no, not when I was super tired, but then, <laughs> but then I woke up like the next day I was like more awake and I was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this. And then I sent Eva a video cause I was like, I just realized what I did <gasps> and I'm going to try to return it. Let me see. M, are you fucking kidding me? So before this happened, before before I sent her that video and I decided to return it, I oh my god, that is hang on, than... hang on. So it, there's more. So um, I don't know if you have the picture on hand, Eva. I do. I Facetimed her frantically in Walmart because I only had so many days. I didn't think I could find another little tractor to get here in time. And so I was like, okay, I just have to make this fucking work. And so I was like, well, I guess instead of like a, any version of jewelry, I'm just going to recreate the set of us meeting and becoming uh, friends. Like a diorama. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'll just get Barbie dolls to like sit in it. And so do you what have in it, in God's name I, are I, you talking about? I FaceTimed her trying <laughs> to find... I FaceTimed her trying to find a Barbie that looked exactly like you, and so we went browsing through the Walmart hall. Trying Spoiler to... alert, no Barbie looks exactly <laughs> like me. Well, there was a farmer Barbie, and I was like, this might do, and it, she was holding a chicken. Oh, actually, maybe that one does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking gold. But so, I then I, after that, I like I was I spent like a half an hour in Walmart trying to find fucking Barbie dolls that would fit in this goddamn truck. And then I was going to like look no for hay. No wonder you kept going to Walmart. He's like, I keep going to Walmart. Or well, I've been to, to Walmart fair, three times the last 25 I kept going to Walmart for other things, but that was definitely involved. Oh my and so, God. And then when I finally found one, like when I finally found the Barbies, I was about to walk out and then I passed like a little car area I hadn't seen. And then I, I found see. a little tractor. I was like, look, for, for scale, that's your bracelet on the big one. Wait, I can't even see it. <laughs> Can we talk about how the title of this or the name of this toy is called Big Farm Tractor? <laughs> Holy. It's, and that's like the size of this table. It's truly massive. Wait, you just, what did you, Amazon? I tried to return it. And by the time I pressed return, I got home and it was already like at my door. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm stuck with this fucking tractor. Are you going to return it? I'm I, sure you can return it. I'm sure I can. I think I'm just going to give it to Jack. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Or I'll save it for a diorama. I'm, or we can make a literal diorama. Like, I need something to do by the time January, like, 19th comes around. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> this is... I mean, I do love that this is literally... The run you gave me is identical, but smaller. Right. Like, that's so funny. Big farm. 
I saw that and I truly, it took my breath away. I was like, I don't know what to do. Did you open it and go like, oh no. Yeah, well, because I like, I saw it, I think in my like stupid ass tired brain, I was like, oh, that's centimeters or something when it said like a hundred feet. A hundred thousand feet long. <laughs> I remember looking at me like, that's fine and just buying it. And then later I like saw the dimensions. I was like, that's kind of weird. And then I took out my like measuring tape and I was like. You're like, keep going. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I could be. Oh, and then, and then Eva texted me and uh, I was like, Eva, what the fuck do I do? And she was like, can we think of a way to like still use it? And then this fucker, she was like, can it fit? And it fucking fits in the bag. <laughs> Wait, that's a great idea. You could have rolled it in. Yeah. I was thinking if I could get like a remote control, like oh, make fuck. it. You could attach it to uh, Gio's leash and have him drag it in. Actually, he'd probably fucking ruin it for everybody. No, it's it's so... really fucking it's wired and hot glue gunned on so you can't break it don't test me because my mom has <laughs> did i ever tell you i probably didn't i guarantee you i did not but we had these like bowls that were plastic and i was like why do we have these plastic bowls my um because we got like winnie the pooh ones and yeah uh 101 dalmatian ones and my mom had like the actual china that was away or the whatever and i was like why do we get these ones and she's like oh because they don't break and i was like okay and then she went to work or something and she came home and I was, like, sobbing in the driveway. And she's like, what? And I w- had smashed the bowl into the driveway over and over and over and over again until I had destroyed our bowls. Oh, my God. And she's God. like, why'd you do that? And I was like, you said it wouldn't break. So I... Proved- You're a sociopath. So I proved you wrong. And she's oh like, what God. the fuck is wrong with you? But, yeah, ever since then, she's like... I and now it. I'm going to cry about it. Like, <laughs> and I sob. I, I gave myself I was like, 20 chances to I not do this. I screaming. That was my favorite Winnie the Pooh bowl. And she's like, why the fuck did you smash it? And I was like, because you said it wouldn't break. And she's like, you're a psycho. <laughs> like, I was real psycho. Oh, my God. Um, so when you say it won't break, I'm like, don't challenge me. No, this is so perfect. Oh, my God. Even and I expect you'll wear it every single day until next October. So... Like, obviously. Obviously. At least at the wedding, you'll wear it, I imagine. It matches this ring, actually. My, for my great-grandma. Oh, my well, I did that on purpose. I, I didn't. I know. <laughs> I know you did. Don't worry about it. Okay, I guess now I have to pee. Okay. I didn't, and now I do. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right, we're back. All right. Now, do you want to hear a story? As you yawn into the microphone. Sorry. Great. (laughs) Yes, I do. Okay. That's the one thing about going last, going second. I feel like I'm always boring. No, you're not boring. I think I like, I stress myself out about like making sure my story's on time and like it's like I'm able to like report it in a way that people are going to understand it and I like psych myself out and then I'm finally done with it and I'm just like, hands off. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And I just like exhaust myself being. The whole time you're doing yours, I'm like getting anxious and anxious and anxious for mine it's like i go from nerve-wracking to like okay chill the fuck out you don't have to do another story for another week (laughs) oh fantastic i go from nerve-wracking to just like more nerve-wracking okay story of my life um this is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world yeah her name was christine oh she was a whiny whiny ass baby (laughs) okay i'm trying to find the best okay so this was one of your requests now you requested three I did. Excuse me. I'm dropping the microphone into my face. And I was like, oh. And you were like, oh, well, I don't know if you did one of them. It's hard to tell from the list. And I was like, no, I haven't done any of them. Well, that was false. And I was dumb. And I had done the second one, which was the grandma. The granny ripper. Granny ripper. We literally just talked about this in the last episode, though. That, like, we don't even know what stories we've it's covered anymore. ridiculous. Like, There's so many. It just blurs together. I mean, we can literally now say we've done a hundred stories each. Yeah yeah each that's plus, 200 stories plus live shows and plus shit like live that. shows yeah and stuff we've like researched and looked into and then haven't actually reported so it's just like right. a lot of stuff yeah so i had done that one so instead now i okay full disclosure elizabeth bathory is one i've been like saving and i just didn't have time to do the full like okay, i wanted to fine. do like that's a fine. big episode on that sure so i mean she only killed six thousand people yeah so. i was like i need to give that the full the full Monty. The full Monty. Yeah. So instead, I did your third request, which was Andras Pandy. All right. Now, how on earth did you know about... I've never heard of this before. Where did um, you find a story? Same way I look at my ghost stories. I typed in fucked up stories. Oh, okay. So it wasn't something that was like lingering in your mind that like, you wanted me to every cover. Every day I think of Andras Pandy. Well, I knew there were some where you were like, I've always wanted you... Like Elizabeth Bathory, where you're like, I've always right. wanted you to do this one. But this well, wasn't one of those, right? It was just like you found it. Right. I just okay. I found it intentionally because all the stories that I would really want you to do would be ones that take forever. Like big ones. Yeah. Right. Oh, shit. There's a bug in my wine. Let me save him real quick. <sighs> Can I have your big spoon? No! <laughs> It's your spoon, I guess. I'll save him and then I'll wash it. Hi, friend. Come here. It's okay. I'll get you out. You and I just made eyes at each other, Come just here. so you know. Come here. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, cats, not bugs. Come here. Hold on. What are you going to do with him when you're done? Just set him free. Wish him a happy life. Is it a gnat? Because he's going to die in like 15 minutes. There he is. It's all relative. That's a full life for him. Are you going to drink that now? you going to drink your wine now? After a bug touched it? Oh, no. That's just a piece of confetti. <laughs> all of that? <laughs> uh, anyway, let's go back to the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. He looked like he was floundering. <laughs> and colorful all at the same time. <laughs> Flickering in celebration. Full of glitter. <laughs> um, okay. So this is 
Andras Pandey, who I have never heard of before. And I looked up, and there was only one other podcast about him, and it was Nothing <gasps> Rhymes with Murder. So I was like, wow, this is really a new... Oh, wow. Job well done to me, then. Yeah, you really picked, like, a very... Really knocked it out of the park. Obscure one, yeah. Love a good obscure story. Yeah, so this is um, the story of Andras Pandey. And it's really weirding me out because I call Alexander Pandy. That's like my nickname for him. Right. Zandy Pandy. Zandy Pandy Mander. So it, very weird. But so Andras Pandy. So he was born June 1st, 1927. Uh-oh. He's a Gemini. He's one of ours. One of our kind. To Hungarian parents in a town in the Ukraine just across the Hungarian border. He was a church counselor for the Reformed Church in Hungary when he met his first wife, Ilona Sorez. The two of them fled to Belgium after the Hungarian Revolution of 1956, and in Belgium, Pandy became a pastor for a small Hungarian Protestant community in Brussels and a religion teacher at the local church. Wow. So, religion teacher. I had So far, looking good. So far, looking okay. I had a lot of religion teachers, and I tell you, some of them were weird. <laughs> I had none. Secret. All of them were weird. Sorry. Sorry to you. I don't want to say names. I was going to say names. And I'm like, that's just... You know who you are. You, you do know who you are, I hope. Um, okay. So things are going well, obviously. He's, like, married. He's a religion teacher. It's like, okay, all's well and good. And then um, the following year, he and his wife, Alona, have a daughter named Agnes. And then they have two sons named Daniel and Zoltan. Now, I also had a friend named Zoltan in high school. So this is getting really weird for me. Pandy... And Zoltan. Pandy religion teacher Zoltan. It's just very weird. It's, it's yeah. It's, Not names that you get to find combined in one story. Right. And Zoltan, he, I say friend, that's a, let's say that very loosely. It's a but stretch. Got it. He held me out a window one time. Mmm. Sounds like you should do a story on Zoltan. <laughs> Probably should. I don't know what the hell he's doing today. Um, so shortly after the birth of Zoltan, uh, Pandy um, accused Alona of infidelity and the two separated. And then Alona moved out of the house with Daniel and Zoltan, the two sons, but left their 11-year-old daughter, Agnes, behind with uh, Pandy. Okay. Um, so shortly after that, Agnes, who was left behind by her mother mm -hmm. at 11, became the victim of an incestuous relationship with her father. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I know how to pick them. <sighs> yep. So at the beginning of the 1970s, after his separation from Alona, um, Andres Pandy also began courting other women through dating services and Hungarian newspapers. So he would post... So he's in Brussels. He's living in Belgium. Um, but he would post in Hungarian newspapers, like, with a fake name and a fake job. And he would use the motto, European Honeymoon. What? I don't even know what that means, use the motto. It's not really a motto. But, uh... <laughs> maybe, okay. Maybe and it is. Or a thing, Mr. Worldwide. I don't know what the fuck you're maybe doing. around his house it is. Yeah, so he would use that and, like, I guess, draw in women and then go to Hungary and, like... He would go back and forth a lot from Belgium to Hungary and would, like, date these women. Mm. Um, all the while having an incestuous relationship with his daughter. So, by the end of the 70s, he had begun visiting Hungary, like, very regularly, dating all these women. And that is when he met his future second wife, Edith Fintor, who happened to also be married at the time. Oh, perfect. But she eloped with him to Belgium, and they got married in 1979. And with her, she brought all three of her children all three of whom were, da were daughters, were girls. Seven-year-old. Uh-oh, indeed. Uh-oh. A seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 15-year-old. Yeah. So shortly after their marriage, they had two children, a son named Andras Jr. and a daughter named Reka. 
And so now this dude, if you think about it, has essentially eight children, like, under his umbrella, basically, of fatherhood. So he has eight kids. How many are girls? That he's responsible for. So it's the first daughter, Agnes, then the mm-hmm. two sons, then her three daughters. So that's four daughters. And then they have one more daughter. So he has five daughters and three sons. Got it. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes is right. Um, so in 1984... Uh, Pandy started a second abusive incestuous relationship with his stepdaughter, uh, who was now 20 years old, um, named Timea, and he, uh, raped her and impregnated her. Yeah. I'm sorry really, that I did this. Really, bad. Uh, Timea's claims of sexual abuse were brushed off by her family members, so that's of nice. Of course. Um, stating that, this is fucking horrible stating that she had probably used a towel containing pandy's semen to impregnate herself and that's how she got pregnant okay so her own mother was like there's no way like that my husband did this to you you must have wanted to get pregnant ew and done that to yourself like beyond beyond sick so she was sent to live in a different house with agnes the oldest daughter um, and they believe that Agnes was so jealous that Tamea had gotten pregnant with their father that, uh, she tried to bludgeon her to death, that Agnes tried to bludgeon Tamea to death with what? an iron bar in the basement. Oh my God. And had to be stopped by one of the adults or another kid. Um, after being hospitalized, Tamea attempted to report her abuse to the authorities, but her claims were dismissed and she, uh, later gave birth to her son, Mark. And that was the baby that her father had, her stepfather, right, right. excuse me, had impregnated her with. Um, and so at this, at this point, Tamea had actually told her mother, Edith, that the father of her son was Andras, so like Edith's husband, and that he had been sexually abusing her. Um, and so Edith finally confronted Andras and was like, what the fuck did you do? They had a massive argument. Um, and by all accounts, just this huge fight broke out, sparked this like terrible fight. And so after she, after Tamea told her mother, like, this baby is His. my stepfather's baby, right. uh, she escaped from her family. Wow. Um, she stayed with relatives in Vancouver, in Canada, and then came back and started a new, started a new life in Hungary with the baby. And they ended up living separately and, like, wow. being fine. So that's good news. Um, so after this huge fight where Edith was, like, confronting her husband about the sexual abuse and that kind of thing. Um, Edith took her 14-year-old daughter and they disappeared. And Andras told the police that Edith had left him for another man and the two had abandoned him and moved to Germany. He had a telegram and he said, she wrote me this letter and I'm heartbroken. And she said she's taking our daughter and leaving for another man. Mm-hmm. And so that was what the story he told the police. Okay. So <clears throat> remember the first wife that Pandy was married to named Alona right like back in the day right so two years later after um Edith disappeared in 1988 which was 20 years after Pandy's and Alona's uh separation um Alona who had taken her two sons and left Agnes behind she and her two sons disappeared uh he claimed they moved to France and then he changed his mind and says they moved to South America Uh, okay he just decided so yep he just decided that's that's actually I didn't mean France I'm at South America (laughs) okay so that's a good sign. I need a drink. Okay. La 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 la. Okay. So we are now in 1990, two years later. 
And Edith's 18-year-old daughter, so Edith's gone, like she's disappeared, supposedly with a new man, with her 14-year-old daughter. But her 18-year-old daughter is still living with Andras. So Pandy decides to send his oldest daughter, Agnes, the one he's been sexually abusing for since she was 11. Right. Away on vacation with his own younger children, Andras Jr. and Reka, the youngest. So Agnes goes on a trip with these two, and then when she returns, she discovers that 18-year-old, the 18-year-old daughter uh, of Edith has also disappeared. And Pandy tells Agnes that she had become disturbed, so he sent her to live with another family. Hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, so family t- drama, man. Like, really constant. It seems like he's maybe the common denominator at all. I think there? he just might be. <laughs> um... Should I let that go? Like, let that... They're after you. It's your call. Okay. Put me in that fridge. Oh, no. There's ice cream in there. (laughs) We don't want it to melt. Yeah. Okay. Um, da-da-da-da-da. So, at this point, um, Andras Pandy is still visiting Hungary pretty often. You know, he's dating all these women and going back and forth from his homeland. Um, and Hungarian police become involved in an investigation when his name comes up. And that's because Pandy comes up uh, in connection with many missing women in Hungary. Really? Yeah. So oh, the ones he was like meeting on in the newspaper? Right. So since he's constantly visiting Hungary and he owned a summer home there, mm. um, and he was known to charm local women and offer to take them back to Brussels with him, and that there were a lot of women missing from that area, and so that name kind of came up, and so police started kind of digging into his story and and connecting it to what was going on in Hungary. And so um, this led the two police forces, so the Brussels police and the Hungarian police um, started looking into him and they started a joint investigation. And two siblings from this town in Hungary, Ava and Margit, claimed to have both accepted Pandy's offer to move to Brussels. Really? Okay. Each with the hopes of becoming his wife. And according to the two women, they were locked in the home, (gasps) forced to cook and clean constantly, were told they would raise suspicions if they wandered out of the house because they couldn't speak anything but Hungarian, and uh, were basically trapped in this house. And so they reported later that after rejecting separate marriage proposals, the women both demanded he send them back to Hungary. Oh my God. He did. Wow. Okay. So they were like, yo, this weird fucking thing happened. Oh my god, I can't believe that worked so seamlessly for them of like Me too. Just take me back home. Okay. That's never how that goes. That's never how that goes. (laughs) I I was expecting for sure you'd be like, and that was his first murder. Right, (laughs) right. It's like I promise I won't tell anyone, I won't even call the police. It's like that never works. But apparently it did. And they immediately told the police. All right, good for them. Right. So they so that was like obviously a huge red flag. Um, and it also turns out that in an attempt to conceal his crimes, he would hire actors to impersonate his victims in Hungary. I'm sorry. <laughs> so upset. They would what? They would. So he would hire. They would. He would hire. I'm sorry. Just say it again. He, he would. He would hire actors to impersonate his victims back in Hungary. Okay. Telling them they were in a film about his life. <sighs> so he would give them a role to play and be like, "You are." Uh, you know, Margaret, play this role. Oh my God! And so then investigators were told that they were alive and well because these people were playing these roles. So he would like basically have a victim of a woman that he had dated, and then he would hire 
another woman. What the fuck? Hire That's so an weird. actor to play that woman to be like, oh, tell the police you're alive and you're fine. But they like wouldn't imagine that someone 14 hours away in Brussels was hiring someone to like play a oh role. Oh my god! And the way he got them to do it was by saying, "You're in a documentary about me." Like, what the freaking hell? I don't know. This is just really good method acting. It's, just call yeah, the yeah, police. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> and don't judge me. Don't question me for it. Don't worry about it. I won't pay you, but you'll learn an experience. You'll get right. paid an experience. Yeah, you're actually a PA. You're right. Oh, that was cruel, Em. That was harsh. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts real deep. Okay, so, meanwhile, this guy is still a fucking pastor. Remember this, by the way. Thanks, priests. Yeah, thanks, fucking priests. He's still a pastor at this Protestant church in Belgium. Um, His employer, the United Protestant Church, had never made an official complaint against him. Um, However, in 1988, his colleague, uh, a Dutch minister named Andries Den Broer, apparently became aware of abuses at Pandy's home, and uh, realized that the police were not investigating it. So he kind of stepped in and he wrote to the Belgian Ministry of Justice uh, with his suspicions and was like, this guy's up to some shady shit. Methinks <laughs> actors are calling you. <laughs> <laughs> Methinks that's something fishy. What was that thing I kept saying about Denmark, the state of Denmark? I don't know. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> What's the quote? Oh, oh my god eva i wish she's been, been saying there. it wrong so many different I ways sat there and went something's fishy in the state of denmark like something is mysterious and suspicious and in denmark super fishy i could not fucking come up with something's the bananas in denmark it's wonky as fuck in denmark yeah okay rotten that's the one no no you're correct you're maybe it is bananas you're absolutely fucking correct and i am just so wrong okay wow that makes me feel real real bananas real wonky he thinks there's something rotten in hungary correct in brussels and brussels oh my god okay so (laughs) so this uh colleague of his uh this dutch minister is like yeah yo something is up and he writes to the queen of course queen fabiola why wouldn't he that sounds like a drag queen name i'm queen fabiola Fabiola. oh no that's for sure a drag queen i love it drag queen fabiola queen fabiola right but drag queen 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 could just be a drag queen he's writing out oh right they just put that part in parentheses it was drag queen fabiola and then they just erased drag they're like they'll know what we mean they queen fabiola they'll get it we stand a queen they'll get it a drag queen drag queen so he writes to this drag queen he's like yo can you imagine? She would have had a heart attack knowing that we were calling her a drug queen. Fifty. <laughs> Unless years she's later. like way liberal and she's like super honored. Oh my god, this isn't even fifteen years ago. This is like ninety-seven. So this is not even oh. long ago. Who knows? Um. So he's like writing her, and he's like, something is going on here. And um, it turns out, so like he's reporting all this, and like nothing is happening. And he's like, I keep reporting him to the authorities, and nobody's going after him. Turns out. Later, it was revealed that the whole time that this Dutch minister is reporting Pandy to the authorities, um, Pandy is submitting false testimony, uh, fake letters, like telegraphs, and like basically bullshitting his way through it. And being of like, course no, he is. Here's a letter that says she left me for another man. Yeah. You don't know. Like, here's an a-, a method actor who clearly, right. clearly. Very method. Her name's clearly Margaret, and she definitely only speaks Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Don't question her about it. Yep um so that is happening and then on it it got to the point where because of these missing women in uh hungary and this guy like basically pressing his case being like something is very wonky in the state of 
Brussels. Uh, finally, Pandy is arrested on October 16th, 1997, which is co- coincidentally the same date as the White March, hmm. which was a large demonstration for the victims of another Belgian serial killer. Wow. <laughs> who happened to be active at the exact same time. Wow. Named Marc Dutroux, uh, who was super controversial. He had sexually abused and killed several girls uh, around the same time. And so because of that case, which actually had brought, like, police incompetence and corruption to the forefront and, like, the whole country was, like, just furious with um, Belgian police and saying, like, they're not doing their job. So because this case, this Mark Dutroux case, brought that to the forefront, Pandy at the same time, people were like, and look at this motherfucker, like, also getting away with shit. So right. his case was also brought to the forefront. I see. So he happened to be arrested at that on that same day as that March very coincidental it's very weird and apparently his case went like basically old school viral because of his deadpan reaction to his surroundings while he was being arrested because really march is going on for these victims of the other serial and killer. he just looks like he couldn't give a shit yeah he's like so deadpan and they're like yo what the fuck this is another serial killer like right just wild stealing his thunder apparently. stealing his thunder um and so in november 1997 so that was uh in october so the next month Agnes, the oldest daughter, who the one from the beginning, from age eleven, who had right. been uh, sexually the very, the very first one. assaulted, yeah, by her own father. Um, Agnes herself was arrested by the police. What? And a few days later, she confessed to participating with her father in most of the murders of all of her relatives. That's some Stockholm stuff, I think. Right? According to Agnes, she was solely responsible for the murder of her own mother, Alona. <gasps> took part in the murders of Daniel, Zoltan, Edith, and Andrea. Oh, my God. But was not involved in and possibly unaware of the 18-year-old Tunda. I haven't said her name yet, but that was the one that where she went on vacation with the youngest kids and came mm. back and she was disturbed, so he had sent her away. Right. That was the only murder where she's like, I actually had nothing to do with that. <laughs> that one wasn't me, okay? I promise. Come on. I feel like in that case, you just kind of believe a murderer. If they say, like, right? Like, I killed A through Z, but not this one. I, like, I would have told you. It's like, okay. Because well. think about, like, remember that one I did last time, last episode of, like... The yogurt one. Yeah, the yogurt shop murders. When he was like, I would have been proud. He's like, yeah, right, exactly. I would have confessed to that and been proud of it. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, which is, like, hard to argue with. Yeah, it's like, okay, Especially I guess I have to believe you. on death row. It's like, well, why, no, why not? Right. Um, so it was believed that the killing of this 18-year-old Tunda was the only murder that Pandy had actually committed without Agnes's assistance. So... Agnes um, gave the police the M.O. She said in it, every case, they were murdered by either a handgun or head trauma with a sledgehammer. <gasps> and then they would dismember the corpses to, together, she and her father, partly dissolve them in a bath with liquid plumber, <gasps> which I didn't know what that was. Oh, that's Drano. Yeah, it's basically Drano. Exactly. And then the... Uh, the uh, brand they used, I found out because I, I was researching this, is called Cleanest, and it had it was later removed from the market because it was too strong. <gasps> so they like got the toughest Drano of tough. times too. Yeah. Oh my god. So it's basically a Drano, um, and then they would uh, they would dissolve the bodies in a bath of this cleaning agent, this Drano, um, and in the basement, and then they would take the remaining parts to a local slaughterhouse for disposal. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow, that see, like when I suggested the story, I kind of knew about some of it, but I didn't know like that she was involved at all in this. Yeah, that's why I didn't. It kind of came as like a shock 
yeah. to me. I mean, I guess I listened to a podcast episode on it, but like reading about it in articles, you really wouldn't know because <laughs> she's a right. victim, you know, like you don't think about it that way. So obviously, because he's a fucking asshole, uh, Andras Pandey denied the charges, although be- due to Agnes's testimony and her help getting uh, evidence for the police, um, enough evidence was gathered to convict him. In court, Pandy dismissed the proceedings as a witch trial against him. Of course. Oh, my God. And told the jury that uh, the allegedly dead family members... Oh, my God. ...were still alive, and he is, quote, in contact with them through angels. Shut the fuck up. What is wrong with you? They're alive, and I talk to the dead to speak to them. Oh, my God. They're alive in heaven. They're alive. Don't worry about it. They're alive in my heart. Is that not enough for you? (laughs) What more do you want? (laughs) Oh, my God. They're also in a tub of Drano, but they're also in my heart. What right. the fuck do you want? Oh, my God. So when asked why the missing family members who were supposedly alive could not be traced with four years of searching, Pandy replied, it is up to justice to prove they're dead. When I'm free again, they will come and visit me. Oh, my God. Oh. No one's going to fucking come and visit you. On March 6, 2002, a Belgian court convicted Pandy of the murder of six of his family members, attempted murder, and rape of three of his daughters. Oh, my God. He was sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. That was in 02. Wow. So, Agnes, who is now 44 years old. Yeah. Which is fucking horrifying that age 11 is when this began, and she's now 44, and it's finally, like, surfacing publicly. She received a 21-year sentence for being an accomplice in five murders and one attempted murder. Uh, prosecutors initially requested a 29-year sentence for her, but her lawyers pushed for leniency, saying Agnes had been under the overwhelming, irresistible spell of a father who was raping her and coerced her into collaborating in the killings of her mother and siblings. Shit. So in her closing statement, Agnes says, quote, I had no way out. I was completely in his grip. So essentially... Do we... And we believe her on that. that I, it was... I mean, that's just... I don't know if that was her way of, like, trying to get out of... The... I mean, she was 11 when this began. She killed her right. own mother, you know? It's like... So, but, so, earlier when I said Stockholm Syndrome, do you think that's what that, what this is? Or do you think it was just, like... I mean, she... I don't know if Stockholm Syndrome's more like... I mean, I guess. is that is, Does that count if it's, like... I mean, does she know what's wrong do and she doesn't be... want to do it? Is Stockholm Syndrome, like, do you have to be kidnapped? Or, like, is that... I mean, I it seems like brainwashing is what it, I think Just it is. Just generic brainwashing. I mean, you're 11, your whole life is shaped sure. by someone who's an abuser. Yeah. Okay. I would think. That's awful. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. It's just a case of, like, you're in such an abusive spot. Like, how much are you responsible for and how much right. was influence? Yeah. That's just rough. So, um, she, I believe, was paroled within five years, but was sentenced to, I think, 21 um, and then Andras Pandey uh, died on December 23rd, 2013, from natural causes in Bruges. Um, he owned several homes. So this is really wild. Uh, so he owned several homes, including several row houses, uh, where the murders occurred. Mm. Um, and during an ex- excavation at one of the homes um, follow- in Brussels following his arrest, the skeletal remains of seven women and one man of unknown origin were discovered within the concrete of the basement. Oh, my God. Now, this is what reminds me of, like, your last story of, like, just finding bodies. Bodies all over the walls and stuff. Like, in the right inside the basement, inside the floorboards and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Um, and so in January 98, DNA analysis of the bone fragments revealed that the deceased were not relatives of Pandy, and it remains unclear if their deaths were related to the case at all. Oh. Um, and due to Pandy's prolific use of Hungarian dating services, there are suspicions that they could be the skeletons of Hungarian women brought to Belgium. Oh, no. In that case, though, those two that got to just up and leave are really yeah, lucky. Yeah, which is wild. And wow. they were such a key in saying, like, yo, this is what's what he's doing. Right. Ugh. Very weird. Um, during an investigation of that same home, several firearms, including three rifles and four handguns, were found stashed in a hidden compartment built into the ceiling. Mm. And then after his arrest, uh, further investigation speculated that Pandy and Agnes may have committed several additional murders of non-relatives together. So not just her relatives. Before and during the killing of their family members. Um, so on... November 26, 97, a month after his arrest, uh, the Hungarian newspaper Nepsava reported that this just even gets worse. Okay. Gets worse, believe it or not. Reported that uh, Andres Pandy had fostered an unknown number of Romanian children. <gasps> oh, no. Orphan refugees from the 1989 revolution uh, in Romania at his home. So he had hosted them, fostered them at his home in Brussels. And the children were supposedly recruited by a charity called YDNAP. YDNAP. Which is Pandy spelled backwards. <gasps> what a fucking idiot. Oh, no. What a fucking asshole. It's his literal name spelled backwards. Oh, he no. He said, this is the charity I got them from. Fucking terrible. Um, so, <laughs> it's just beyond me. Um, the newspaper reported, the Hungarian newspaper reported that nobody knows what happened to them or if they returned home to Romania. So it's literally unclear why the fuck he was fostering these kids and what happened to any of them. Right. There's no record. So, like, maybe he had, like, a heart of gold deep down and was like, I'm going to foster all these children. Oh, my God. But I just happened to murder several of my own, but I'll foster these strange children and... Right, and who mm, knows what he's doing with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's not... Not... Not a good sign. Um, Police also linked Agnes, the daughter, to the 1993 disappearance of a 12-year-old girl whose mother had been romantically involved with Pandy. Mm. (sighs) Okay. So Hungarian authorities had searched several of the basements of Pandy's former homes that he owned uh, in Budapest, the capital of Hungary. And the findings were concealed, so they're not publicly public record. But they suggested that an old family tragedy might have been responsible for Pandy's killing spree. So, like, something... Something must have, like, traumatized him. Right. Now, this is the wildest... It's the last fucking bullet, and it is the craziest thing of all. What? (laughs) In fact, these sealed records suggest that the prisoner in Belgium might not be Pandy at all... (gasps) But rather a sibling of the real Pandy. Shut up. Death had actually been recorded in 1956, the year that Pandy supposedly migrated to Belgium. Oh my god, what the fuck? (laughs) So fucking nuts. So they think that maybe the real Pandy died and then one of his siblings like took the name and his identity and moved to Belgium and like fucking started his own murderous rampage under his brother's dead brother's name. That's wild that it like (sighs) stays in the family like that. Yeah. In their case and all that. Yeah. Wow. And it wasn't even revealed until like decades later that this guy's potentially because it's sealed, but like from like uh, some digging, it looks like 
his death might have actually been recorded in 56. So it could be mm. his, like a relative who took I'm his sorry. identity. I'm sorry. I didn't like give more banter during that. I was just no. like, <laughs> I was like, tell me more. I feel like I just vomited words all over you. But wow, that, that was a wild story, though. I didn't even know what the hell I requested. I didn't either. I didn't expect all those twists and turns. Oh. Well, thank you, what I guess. Fuck dude yeah that was fun we just started requesting things more for each other that was fun yeah i had never heard of this before so pandy or the real pandy whoever he was um mm-hmm. his birthday was june 1st as i mentioned right. um so he's a gemini mm-hmm. so i got a little horoscope for us oh cool okay <clears throat> here we go rather than having just one major relationship at the moment you seem to be working on a number of them all at once oh my god well, you really find them, don't you? <laughs> I don't know how I do it, Really on those. <laughs> There's plenty of room to experiment and find out which ones are really suited to your true nature. Direct Mercury returns to enthusiastic Sagittarius, and animated ideas are there to accelerate to the next level. You can turn all those beautiful thoughts in your head into reality. Hmm, I don't like that. Yikes, I don't like it either. Usually they're like, don't do whatever you're about to do. Right. This one's like, la-di-da ignorant of the whore so that is the story of andras pandy and i'm sorry that i just made it super difficult for eva to find like a term to use for our title because i just fucking went on and on with all horror constantly we should just start making eva just pick random words like a word generator and just making that the title those like (laughs) rap name generators yes just do that every time (laughs) just put andras pandy into like a rap rap name generator and see what happens there you go um all right well thank you everyone for listening to our 100th story cool eyes 3000 what nothing oh oh (laughs) i thought you were they were just my brain hasn't caught up nope i understand okay i'm here um thank Thank you guys for listening to 200 episodes 200 stories of of us do i sound engaged for the second time (laughs) i remember when you weren't engaged once when the started and now you've been engaged twice uh listen the last couple months have been bleak Oh. The month of November was very bleak for me. Well, I can imagine after all the... Just married and withered. All the... Well, I'm here to revive you. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, catch us on October 30th, 2019 for our wedding. And... Catch us then. Catch us. And then, uh, until then, you can find us on our social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also on our Patreon. You Stop... What are you digging for? I thought that was another bug. In your wine glass. Uh, also, we're going to Jacksonville. Forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. We're going to Jacksonville. Go Jags. Um, Our handle is ATWWD Podcast. You can also find us, uh, find our website, and that's why we drink.com. You can also uh, click the button that says tour and see all the shows. You can also look at our Instagram because that's where we usually post things first when it comes to shows and live show updates. Yep. And um, if you want to send in your personal true crime and paranormal stories, you can email us at and that's why we drink at gmail.com where we put out a new listeners episode at the first of every month. the next one is in two days, um, January first. Yeah, that's right. Holy in, shit! In two days, it will also be twenty nineteen. So get your resolutions oh, ready. Fucking hell! Here we go again. Um, and that's all I got. And that's why I drink. And that's why we I drink. Drink. What's the name <laughs> of the show again? Oh my god. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.